Joseph. D. Our favorite person is in the news. Okay, our least. Okay, our least my least favorite, favorite person. person. He's such a divisive personality. So Alex Jones, and it's interesting because it's not like he's on trial. It's being called the Alex Jones trial, but he actually was found in default for yeah. his most egregious uh, comments about a subject, which was claiming that the, the all the children who died at the Sandy Hook massacre in the school that it was a hoax, a false flag kind of thing or something like that, and that they were all hired actors, crisis actors. Why was he found in default? Because he didn't mount a defense. Because he refused to produce documents in, in uh, discovery, we would call it. I'm not sure if it's called the same thing in the States. Yeah, yeah. similar. Discovery. Yeah, and, and, and for good reason. He had no defense. Yeah, well, I mean, his my understanding of his defense is that he actually believed it to be true at the time he was saying it. Okay. So... So here's where he becomes... And I believe that I'm going to regrow the hair on top of my head. I'll be six foot seven. I can dunk like LeBron James. Okay, go ahead. But, okay, so so here's here's the thing for me that is interesting. And, and I got to say, I loathe the man. I seriously loathe him. Look, we and don't have to personal, vilify him, but... It's just a personal opinion. I don't like him. But, you know, fair game. When he got booted off of all social media on the same day, so clearly coordinated... Uh, you know, it was like Facebook, Twitter, you yeah, know, yeah. YouTube, everything. It got booted off all social media it's very platforms. Fickle. I went on to Twitter and said that it was a, a false flag operation and that he was lying about being booted off. I wanted him to know what it feels like. Yeah, yeah, I get <laughs> and it. And I kept it up. I, I came yeah, up with yeah. it. And I claimed to know everything about how the internet works and everything. You know, it was really fun driving people crazy. But, okay, so, but also at the same time, I am an absolute advocate for unfettered freedom of speech. Speech is speech, actions are actions, and words cannot become a form of violence. Though, words can actually incite violence. And and that's the intriguing thing with Alex Jones for me is that he says things, maybe he believes them to be true, but the results end up in things like Pizzagate, where somebody goes down to a pizza parlor with an actual gun ready to kill people which is a criminal act. Okay, so let me say this. We know that speech can get to the level of inciting violent acts, hate, and other criminal acts, and then also be civilly liable for defamation. So there is a- Well, to be honest with you, inciting hate doesn't bother me because Alex Jones- Alex Jones- makes me hate him so no i know <laughs> he's but inciting like, me to hate him actually we live but in dangerous times on both sides inciting of this. In, yeah inciting hate though is like you know no, to, we, to me it's serious when it results in behavioral changes and actions right sometimes things opinions, that are actual like, actions it's you know we be saw actions. we saw look you know with all due respect sorry i need this paper we we see how rhetoric unfettered rhetoric has a very serious sorry impact on people's opinions and that translates into bad government policies and actions not in democracies but necessarily but we got to be careful yeah but it's very because insidious. people who hate already hate so we we have to delineate and this is a difficult question it's a difficult question when does free speech start to become illegal Okay, but in terms of the hate thing, just to be clear, the reason why I really like people being allowed to say whatever they think instead of suppressing it, 
they're still going to think it. So freedom of speech unfettered allows you to know who the morons are. I agree. If you don't let them speak, they're still thinking it. They're still feeling it. it. They still have the hate, but you just don't know who they are. So let them speak. That's the the, the best reason to to not silence people. And then where's the line? Well, for me, I think... I mean, this is a good example. I think my problem with Alex Jones is that I feel like he's preying on mentally ill people. Look, I think he's preying on conspiracy theory. I don't want to say mentally ill people, but people who are susceptible to a belief pattern. And he preys on that to make profit. You know, he sells products and all sorts of things. And it's dangerous. And these people can then formulate their own ideas based upon his clearly misguided and wrong informational components. And that's a problem. And this was a particularly repugnant way of going about it. I mean, this is not a joke. He admits that he was wrong. It's not a joke. He admits he was wrong about the Sandy Hook thing. And he he now acknowledges... He knew he was wrong at the beginning that he opened his mouth. With all due respect, the shootings that go on in the United States, I'm sorry, we don't have it in Canada yet. It's bad. You don't do that. Well, we've had a couple of shootings. Like there was a Not mosque, like that. There was a mosque shooting. And Not like that. Attack on the- Not like that. Every f-ing week, there's a shooting in a school or, 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 you know. The sad thing is that sending your kid to school seems to be one of the most dangerous places for them to be now. It's like I don't know, think so. Look, as, it's a, a parent, population of almost 400 concern. million. Okay, um, but at the same time, <clears throat> a broken clock can be right twice a day. This guy, Alex Jones, needs to be like really put in his place. Well, he's he a conspiracy theorist. Right now. He's a conspiracy theorist. He does nothing to advance American culture or education or information. It's bad. And this is a great example of bad. It's a really great example of bad. The word conspiracy has now become a pejorative. But there are actual conspiracies that exist. The problem is that it's now become a phenomenon because, like, I was really interested. I came across this article, uh, People Drawn to Conspiracy Theories Share a Cluster of Psychological Features. And, you know, I've come across people who I would actually call conspiracy theorists who actually are obsessed with things like they still want to talk about things like whether or not Paul McCartney died and was replaced with a different person. And I'm just like, let's say it was true. Why would it even matter? Right? That's kind of fun. And <laughs> That's kind of fun. <laughs> because I'm okay whoever with replaced that. him. Let's have some fun with that. I don't mind that. replaced him has done some great music. It doesn't cause anybody to die. But, but then they, and there was a really intriguing uh, person I talked to who was actually a childhood friend who had then gotten really deep into all of this stuff. And it's the motives and this idea that that human beings are so clever that they can mass coordinate to the level that some of these conspiracies involve. And they mix everything together. And in this case, the person included Buddhism in it. And they were saying, and the government is trying to kill a bunch of people. And I said, okay, well, if you're Buddhist, then being reborn is actually a bad thing because you're trying to release yourself from samsara. And you're trying to... So if a whole bunch of people don't have to be reborn anymore, that would be a good thing. Totally messed with his head. <laughs> but the the whole point is that conspiracies individually might be true, might not be true, might be true, but for a different reason. But conspiracy theorists have become, I think, especially with the internet, a big problem because they start clumping all these things together and get sucked into 
almost an anxiety motivated uh, reason to believe pretty much everything they hear. Do you know why? Because we have so much information, misinformation on the internet. And so what do we do about it without like, do we need the legal system? To control it, or can I think we do because can people, we use people, people, people are susceptible to believing shit that's not true, and 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 then it leads to bad issues. But then we get to stuff like like you know, Canadian government now wants to try and regulate what people can and can't say on the internet, and like how where do no, we that's a good line? point. Right. Look, you raise a good point. Okay, this is why we, it's a difficult conversation. It's it, so let's start let's start with the basics. Okay. Freedom of speech, when does it become necessary to regulate civilly? Sorry, I'm just saying yeah. It's my stomach. I want to cover. I gained so much weight. I need to lose it. Let's see how to be careful of your microphone. Okay. But. You look great, Joe. I love you, Max. Nice tan and everything. <laughs> it's blood pressure. So we need to regulate speech only when it becomes harmful or incites violence. Okay. That said. We also have to look at misinformation and how we counter that right. because it become insidious. And we see that in the United States and somewhat in Canada, too. But and I'm not saying Canada's better than the U.S. I'm not. I love the United States, but we just got to be careful about all this. And, you know, this about, you know. I, okay, I can't. Yeah, yeah. So there's no way to defend him on Sandy Cook. Okay, so there's no way. It's bad. He should have never done this from the beginning. It's wrong. Children died. People died. Wrong. Oh, wrong. Know. Wrong. You don't do that. Yeah, and he had to listen to the parents talk about what it was like to lose their son. And, and uh, there's a picture there is of one the woman holding his dead son or something. Who like gave that. a testimony. Terrible. I forgot her name. And I loved it. And, and I, when I say that, I have, like, I cry. What, what kind of testimony? Like, like, I know do you think I'm, about... I'm telling, do you think I'm lying? Do you think I'm an actor? Right, the mother? Yeah. Oh, I know. It must have been just heartbreaking to, to witness this. And, and I imagine my own child dying. Oh, yeah. I and it killed me. But God bless her. So in the bigger picture in terms of like freedom of speech issues and so on and, and accountability and responsibility is for misinformation. Bolting. There was a, uh, a journalist who was being sued for defamation and then... Um, you know, there was like a countersuit and it was like a thing going on in BC with a, a sports person. And uh, so I, when I was following that case in court, there was a document created uh, or presented on the ethics of journalism, investigative journalism mm-hmm. that said primary goal. Number one, remember when you're reporting, you're reporting about human beings. So media, media members have to remember or should remember ethically, according to their own guidelines, that if you are going to say something that can harm somebody's life, the first thing to remember, this is a real human being. Absolutely correct. So be very careful. The second one is to remember your investigation can get you killed. (laughs) So, um, but we'll leave that one aside. But but the the first one is really important for everybody. And like, you know, I I have a YouTube channel and, and I've been really confrontational with people. And I can tell you, I never enjoyed going after somebody and calling them a liar. The people who, like, I seriously, when, when, when I say that I'm upset about something, I seriously believe it to be true. And I don't enjoy it. I want people to be good people. I want people to be happy. But this is the thing that the internet is changing in our world, that people actually get off on making people miserable. They get off on anger. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely right. 
And so that I think is the thing making Alex Jones so powerful and so dangerous. It's not that he's a person saying something. It's that there's so many people who want him to be right, who want to get angry over something. Why is that? And that's why I was looking into this. Why is that? It's not just this endemic article. to. It's not just endemic to the United States. If we could change, but the but way we're we're respond. out of criminal law. Okay, we're so f-ing out of our sphere here. Okay, right. what's that endemic to? Well, that's what we need to figure out. I think that needs to be. The oh, focus. I I get it. I get it. It needs to be the focus. Is trying. No, but to I get out. it. So here's people here's a, feel disconnected. Yeah. Okay. Can I talk for a second? Yeah, it's your turn. People feel disconnected, disenfranchised. Their voice yeah. doesn't count. They feel marginalized. They're medicated. They're hurting. They all believe that they're suffering. Oh, from if they all mind. had a good scotch, like <laughs> or a or a bourbon with a Woodruff Reserve, they'd feel better. I do like the I'm joking. flavor of this. Okay, alcohol doesn't solve anything. No, but people feel lonely, disenfranchised, isolated, particularly over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. We need a better way. We need a better way. We need to include people. We need to have a more inclusive dialogue, society, political system. We need better. That's why we have polarization. Yeah. Right? All right. So, so let's just think for a second about... So as we mentioned at the beginning, there, there was a default decision that he's guilty. So this Well, entire... he didn't defend it. This entire thing. Well, Good for him. He didn't produce documents. And so it was all about some, uh, his his penalties, right? And how much money he had to pay. Well, he didn't. Okay. In any civil suit, are you liable? He didn't defend the liability. And he didn't produce documents. Maybe. He he did produce documents, but not everything. That's literally why it was in default. is because he failed to comply with an order to produce documents. But he also didn't defend the action. Okay. Much to his credit. Some some stuff happened at the end where his lawyer accidentally... Accidentally? Gave a whole bunch of text messages, pretty much gave the contents How? of his cell phone. By email? By email or some sort of electronic delivery system. Gave a whole bunch of, of cell phone contents with text messages related to a number of other subjects. Some of them relevant to statements that could potentially cause yeah, him yeah. to be found guilty of perjury. I'm seeing that word tossed around. So, and this is an interesting thing too, because we were talking about the difference between criminal and and, uh, civil actions. So one of his problems right now could potentially be, and you can talk a little bit because you've been reading this article. You can talk a little bit about how he got them or whatever and what's in it, but, um, and what that means. But if you lie under oath, then it can go from a civil suit to a criminal suit. The lawyer defending conspiracy theorist Alex Jones in a Texas trial drew his own national headlines this week for accidentally handing over highly sensitive data to his adversaries, opening him up to potential legal consequences. Houston lawyer, whatever, acknowledged that Jones' legal team had provided lawyers for the parents of child killed in, children killed in the Sandy Hook Elementary School mass shooting with digital copy of the informers InfoWars. InfoWars finders phone contents, which include text messages and medical records. Okay, so here's the thing. I, I, I can't tell how it went over. But if it's by email, it can happen by accident. Mm-hmm. You, you email lawyers on the other side. 
eight million parties. It's in your cache. Accidentally, you didn't notice, and it went over. Well, you were so, telling me earlier that there's a difference in the way that Canadian lawyers would handle such a situation versus what seems to have happened I'm here. I'm not going to give evidence or opinion on behalf of everybody, but my experience has been if we divulge information by accident that the other party knows was by accident, they respond by, I've received certain information that I know was sent by accident. We're going to delete it. So then, except for if... Because when you say turn over all of your emails and so on, and somebody says, this is it, you don't know if they're lying about whether that's all the emails okay. they have. So if you accidentally turn over emails that show that you lied about, you were actually concealing evidence that you were told to turn over, that's a different story. Great point, Diana. Thank you. I'm learning. You're, no, you're ahead <laughs> of the game. Okay, so let's break this down. Now let's say you're an idiot and you turn over by email text messages that show that your client's a fucking asshole. Well, but are you an idiot or are you just complying with the subpoena? <laughs> okay. You send an email that accidentally has confidential emails or text messages that are crucial to the litigation. Normally in Canada, that's part of your discovery. In other words, when you're suing each other, relevant information in your possession should be disclosed unless there's some overriding privilege. If it is given by accident, the lawyer might say on the other side, you gave this to me by accident. I realize that I'm deleting it. But if it breaches what your obligation was, they would say the following. You've disclosed to me by accident, the following email. I can tell it was by accident. That said, it's crucial and should have been disclosed to me through documentary discovery. I'm going to seal it and seek an order from a judge so that I can have it. Well, well, I would not describe Alex Jones as a journalist. He probably considers himself a no, journalist. He probably can, you know, gay frogs. So um, I, I don't know what that is. Yeah, the, yeah there's a whole thing about... And apparently there was some changes in frogs, but he took that science and said that it was an intentional thing. The government was intentionally trying to turn frogs gay or something. I, I don't even know. It was just... It's Look, like, don't, just don't go there because I love bullfrogs. Why just bullfrogs? They make the greatest sounds in the There's a lot of other cottages. frogs that are equally great. I just. love them all. I'm not gender frog... Yeah, well, there's a thing with like hormones in the water really or whatever. Great. I love frogs. So and this is again going back to is like... Something might actually be factually true to some extent, but the reason is the problem. It's like, and this is where conspiracy lunatics go a little bit crazy is their whole theories about, about why and how. But anyway, um, <clears throat> and now I can't even remember what the point was I was trying to make. It's like the gay frogs just, you know, like, <laughs> it makes me laugh. Because um, I have this picture in my head of what a gay frog would look like. And it's got a big smile on his face. <laughs> All it, frogs are happy. Because it doesn't have to get married. <laughs> um, so Marriage is good. It can be, I've heard. Um, so, it is. I love but mercy. I'm going to skip from whatever point I was going to make, too. The fact that the reason that Alex Jones is so popular is that he, he actually is very funny. And there was one of the things that happened in the trial. Um, he took the stand to answer questions from Sandy Hook parents' attorney on content from InfoWars pertaining to the trial judge's... Um, they named the judge whatever 
I don't want to even try to pronounce the name. As seen in a clip shared on YouTube by the Law and Crime channel, one of the things, this is a quote from the, the lawyer. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> one of the things you've been talking about a lot recently on your show, even within the past couple of months, is your allegation that government officials are aiding in pedophilia, child trafficking, and the grooming of children, right? The lawyer asked Jones. And his response, you mean like what Jeffrey Epstein did with the Clintons? <laughs> Yeah, that's fine. Well, it was like, it, it was called like the most Alex Jones response ever. And, you know, and it, it's seriously funny. I mean, and of course, we already mentioned Pizzagate. So Alex Jones' opinion about the Clintons includes... But here's the issue. And it's like not that, a joke. Because we have to struggle this now. You know, with, with where we are in society, when does free speech start to become liable... We know that if it's illegal speech, in other words, if it's untrue, you can sue for defamation, slander, etc. But when does it become criminal? And that's the thing is like, you know, there's always consequences for what you say. And we can talk about um, things not involving the legal system, right? If you say some trash talk about a friend, consequences, you might lose that friend, right? You say something um, that you believe to be true about an individual that you choose to name, and that person can sue you. Anybody can see you anytime they want to. Right, but... Really, it doesn't what, mean that we'll be successful, you know, we need but... Free speech... Here, here's the thing. We need free speech protection. We've seen social media censure by Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm banned from LinkedIn for telling the truth. And, and, and you know... We've seen Facebook. journalists leaving media because they're being censored by their own media outlets right. and going to a place called Substack. So there's so serious... we see a very serious, you know really rub on you know a circumscribed of what you can talk about which is socially acceptable and that's wrong so one of the things we have to deal with is the fact that the public feels misinformed they don't trust the media Duh. and so then they turn to people Duh. like alex jones and it makes his conspiracies more believable because you know um you know some people of them might be stupid. partial to because they don't trust other news sources and they feel know, but they're also anxious stupid. about it and so on but I had I was going to mention this earlier, but I feel like this is kind of a good closing point. I remember my younger brother, um, he telling laughing one day and saying that he read in the news that there's a serious problem with a bridge because people were killing themselves on this bridge excessively, choosing to jump off this bridge, and they oh, said, God. "What is wrong with the bridge that makes people want to kill themselves?" No, and that is the wrong question. And I think that's the issue with Alex Jones. It's not what is wrong with Alex Jones. It's what's wrong with the people who are attracted to Alex Jones. That's, that's actually what I think is the important question to ask. And I think it's better than censoring Alex Jones. We need to ask what is causing right. people to believe that. Because it's not the bridge that makes people want to kill themselves. It's the fact that people who want to kill themselves decide to go to that bridge. Well done? Yeah, it's sad. Uh, you're right.